Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver-area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on The Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everybody. Chuck Bonner on Julie Hayden, the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show. True straight up. That's right. The show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, along with HappyTrees.co. So we will get to the trial. We'll get to this. You got to see how some anti-capitalist climate crazies were handled in Nevada. Uh, Chuck's obsessed with the blindside controversy. Oh, obsessed. Just baby purely interest. All right. But all of that coming up. But one to start out today with, um, we've had him on the show before, and he's great. Retired Colonel John Mills, um, author of the book, The Nation Will Follow national security professional um, and had I, I read sort of an interesting theory, Colonel. First off, thank you and, uh, for your time and welcome to the show. Um, but wanted to get your theory on um, a possible theory and all of these fires. So first, let me ask you, so I take it you're not buying that it's all caused by climate change, the fires in Maui and Canada and everywhere, Pro- right? Pro- processing plants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, well, thank you, Chuck and Julie. Well, if it's uh, if it's climate change, why are they suing the local utility? Because they just <laughs> said it was climate change, but now they're suing the local utility. But I think that there is a reasonable concern uh, that the uh, uh, the Doki one, uh, a Chinese, uh, uh, it's listed as essentially a, a weather re- weather research satellite. Um, you know, never trust these titles uh, in right. the world of Cloak and Dagger. Who knows what this satellite is? But And there appears to be some um, uh, agreement. I haven't, I haven't actually found a contractual document or the memorandum of understanding between NASA and uh, the Chinese Space Agency, but to study, uh, uh, study uh, pollution in the atmosphere in the Hawaiian region. And this is the same Chinese satellite that was seen earlier this year uh, with uh, uh, what appeared to be lasers. Uh, that, that, that Chinese satellite is listed as a having a LIDAR. So that's a laser um, image and, and distance and ranging uh, uh, laser. Um, and uh, it, this is a 6,000 pound vehicle at a minimum. Um, you can hide a lot in 6,000 pounds. So I think uh, after our experience with the Wuhan lab and mm-hmm. two years of, of uh, attempted to weaponize anybody discussing the Wuhan lab and uh, gain of function and possible leak, I think it's, I think it's pretty reasonable to uh, ask reasoned questions about what in the world was this Chinese satellite doing and Hey, you only need a you know two kilowatt laser to to raise the temperature now to you know above 500 degrees. You know wood will start wood and brush will start to combust at 500. Um, uh, you know anything north of 500, uh, it's almost instantaneous. So you can fit today's lasers. You can fit a lot in um, a lot uh, in a small package. This again, this 
just the unclassified number is 6,000 pounds for the launch of the Doki One. That's a lot to play with. So you're you're raising the the, the theory that it's possible that this Chinese satellite, um, theoretically a weather monitoring satellite, and like you said, what the heck does that mean? Could be using lasers to start some of these forest fires that we've been so the wildfires we've been seeing. Well, it, it's totally within the realm of the possibility of the of the technically feasible, right. and. Uh, you know, we we already can't trust our intelligence community right. for a number of reasons, but they blew off any any attempt at uh, asserting a lab leak out of Wuhan, which we now know that even the intelligence True. community has <laughs> essentially come around and said, yeah, it probably was a lab leak. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, we spent two years, uh, you know, tearing apart the country, weaponizing anybody to question and making sure they had their right person in the uh, in the White House, so uh, I think these are these are not yeah. crazy questions. These yeah. are not wild-eyed conspiracy theories. These are absolutely within the realm of the possible. And uh, so, yeah, I did. Uh, I've done some writings on this and put this out. Uh, today's laser, you can put a lot. It's all about still about cooling and power, uh, even for space-based. Uh, uh, space base. You want to. You don't want to melt the rest of the satellite. Um, but uh, uh, you can put a lot. To, again, we we had six thousand pounds to play with. So that's the, right. that's, the, that's the low end of what the Long March Four could want. Is, well, and, I can imagine the the Hawaiian officials saying, "Hey, we want to seize the land in Maui," and they say, "Hey, we've got this Chinese satellite. You want to put a request <laughs> in?" They they start up. Sure. Well, it's, it's cooperation. <laughs> That's not even funny. Cooperation. This is great. <laughs> well, and, and, and Colonel, we got, we got these simultaneous fires all across uh, uh, Washington State, British Columbia, Eastern Canada, even in Greece. Uh, boy, they just start lasing, and was it just a uh, 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 you know laser weapon? Uh, you know, wow, this right. can cause mayhem on scale. Well, and, and and just to kind of go back and break it down a little bit, you know, you're a national security expert, and I imagine, yeah, if you have a weaponized satellite, you don't call it Chinese weaponized satellite, right? You call it Chinese weather observation satellite, right? Which, like you, I mean, so, uh, you know, and and, and from what you... If it just, had a more ominous name, you'd think it was probably more more unlikely. The more ominous the name, as the colonel said, the the, the kinder the name, the more nefarious the purpose. Would we be able? Yeah, you are, well, our our U two was originally called a weather research aircraft. You know, we were calling it. You know, and uh, when the when the Russians were trying to shoot it down, and even after they shot the first U two down, we we called it. You know, that was a cover story. It's called a cover story. You always come up right. with a cover story, and uh, so yeah, something. This is these are reasonable questions to ask. Would how hard would that be? I mean. To just take a laser, I mean, it wouldn't probably even take very long, right? I mean, would it be just a matter of going, I mean, that's that's a a layperson's interpretation of it. But would that be sort of how easy it could be for them to target, given the weather conditions, right? The hurricane force winds, they could figure out where to do it. I mean, or how complicated would that be? Well, again, you know, from an engineer's perspective, you got 6,000 pounds to play with. I mean, that's, you know, that's a heavy truck that is a lot uh so you can put a lot in there you know the satellites that we we, we're that are ground-based 
that are we're we're putting on small vehicles to zap drones. Yeah. Um, now you only need to you only need that, but they, these are two kilowatt lasers we're using to, to to zap drones, and you only need to get those up to about the two hundred and to three hundred degrees before you start to melt the plastic and the metals. Uh, you know, disrupt the electronics uh, in the uh, in the drones. Uh, but uh, here you just got you know you you got a, a a very dry underbrush, very dry vegetation. Yeah, you know, probably you know, five, again, 500 degrees is normally the combustion point for wood. It's lower when you've got dried, uh, dried, not not really grass, you know, dried grass, dried right. uh, the underbrush and all. So yeah, yeah. So you don't even need to get up to 500 degrees. So totally within the technical realm of the possible. And these, Would we these be able? Questions. I think so too. Would Would we be able to detect that? Another, you, you know, I mean, if we were looking at the right time, or is that the kind of thing that could be done that would be pretty much undetectable by any kind of whatever defense monitoring that we would have? You know, some of that would start to get into classified capabilities that are in place and operational right now for the Department of Defense. I don't know. I'm not read onto those uh, anymore or anything like okay. that. But it would, I, I, I don't, I do not, and I'm not, I'm not even assigning nefarious. Uh, intent to the Department of Defense, but I mean, but we we just learned from from the balloon episode, right? It's presumed we we have perfect radar coverage. Absolutely not. Right. Say, oh, we have we have radars, right? No, we don't. We'd go broke right. making the number of radars to provide perfect radar coverage. So you always have gaps and seams and same here. Uh, I just we can't presume. The Department of Defense, the intelligence community, NASA have the situational awareness to be able to detect any kind of laser shot from space automatically with immediacy and accuracy. Right. You know, so again, from the, from the balloon, everybody says, oh, we got, we got radar. No, we don't. No, we don't. We're both <laughs> making it. The radars have perfect radar. And like they would tell us the truth about it anyway, right? As you right. said, you know, go back to if you had said five years ago, okay, so the Chinese with government money, U.S. government money, are manufacturing a, a virus that could wipe out humanity. It escaped and they all lied to us and locked it down and they, you know, canceled people for suggesting it. And then it turns out it was true. I mean, who would have thought, right? So like you said, at this day right. and age. To, to toss out any kind of question is, is you know, is, is it's reasonable. Like you said, it, it, all kinds of questions need to be asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we have a, uh, now we're dealing with a weaponized government that is doing whatever it can do to keep Donald J. Trump out of office, including um, the most incredible uh, election interference ever seen uh, through lawfare to try and keep Donald J. Trump off of the ballot uh, schedule schedule is piled right in the middle of um, right in the middle of the primaries. I mean, if this is not election interference, I don't know what is. But well, what's so, amazing yeah, about we, it is is that you have not only do Democrats not care. In fact, are quite you know, Jamie Raskin <laughs> came on so you can't go on the ballot because he's a J six insurrectionist. But the Republicans don't seem to care. Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney, just go down the whole list. Oh, well, our democracy's over. Big deal. You know, we'll still get our paychecks. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wouldn't ever listen to anything uh, Jamie Raskin has to say. I mean, <laughs> between his his tokes on whatever he's smoking uh, uh, today, uh, and so I wouldn't I wouldn't trust anything that Jamie Raskin has to say. With his, I agree. Uh, I mean, communism runs in his family, and uh, so uh, and yeah, and then the deep state, the Nunus, and uh, you know the uh, um, Mitt Romney. They don't. Care. They're all about the donations uh, from the RNC. They don't care. And so uh, they couldn't care less about America. They couldn't care less about the American people. They're going to stand aside and not uh, do the right thing. They're just going to let, you know, Donald Trump is uh, taking some punches and they're just standing aside doing nothing because they couldn't care because right. it's Aza Hutchinson, you know, feel, you know, the, the, you know, absolute gadfly Aza Hutchinson thinks it's his turn. Yeah, I don't know what planet he's on. He's probably smoking something with Jamie Rapp. Well, he, he, he in the debate said that, yeah, you know, Trump can't run. He's, he's forbidden to run because he's an insurrectionist. I mean, he supported that theory. I mean, it's just. Yeah, so, so you can't trust, can't trust him. Don't, nope. I couldn't care less what he has to say and couldn't care less uh, what uh, Danny Raskin, who does nothing but scream and shout. And I've had to be in meetings with him and uh, uh, just listen to him go deranged and looking like he's uh, just came out from behind the boys' rap bathroom smoking something. <laughs> I mean, the, guy, the guy's a total loony tune. And uh, so I, I couldn't care less what he has to say. Let he me, doesn't let- care about America. No. Let, let, let me switch gears a little bit and, and uh, just a little bit, though, and ask you, so, you know, as a national security professional, one of the things that wor- that worries me is you hear all of these calls now for Joe Biden to declare a climate crisis. Well, and we all know what happened when they declared the covid crisis. I mean, they went from locking us down to putting people, you know, to canceling people, to calling people terrorists. I mean. Do you think it's within another reasonable question to ask is, are they going to weaponize this whole fraudulent hoax concept of climate crisis? Do you do you see something like that happening as we head into 2024 election season? Well, that's what they love to do. They just do <laughs> the power they had. They just loved it. They just love the absolute, uh, uh, they've never seen such power before. So they're, they're going to do whatever they can do to, uh, you know, uh, come up with an excuse for another national emergency. And, you know, it's that under the, Na- I mean, the Emergencies Act, we, uh, you know, I haven't even, I haven't looked at the Emergencies Act website. I mean, people don't realize we constantly are, have emerging, uh, the president has the authority to declare within certain scope of the, uh, of the emergencies laws. Uh, declare emergencies, and then you know, people would be shocked how many emergencies are actually ongoing right now. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, you know, it, it's a reason, but, but like this is a challenge. A lot of these things, what could possibly go wrong? Let's give mm-hmm. the right to declare these emergencies. And oh man, they 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 went in hook, line, and sinker. They loved uh, <laughs> you know, because these these deep staters are all totalitarians at heart, and they just love. Right. Any well, way to enforce their will upon the pathetic citizens. And, and, you know, and going back to Hawaii, you got to admit, I mean, I've reported for years and covered fires here all the time. And, and, and really, fires are not all that 
tricky when you get right down to it, right? I mean, it's tricky when they wanted to hide what caused them. Um, and, but it's not, it's not, you know, they're, they're fairly straightforward and tragic, but it does seem to me something funky, um, about the, the fires in Hawaii. Now, maybe it's just because they handled it so badly. They just want to try to cover that up. But I think, you know, some of our people in our, in our chat section were pointing out that in some of the pictures, for instance, you would see vehicles that look melted. Um, but there's the grass around them wasn't burned. I mean, you know, is that your sense too, though, that there, there's something going on here? They won't even tell us how many people died for Pete's sakes, right? Um, and they well, say they're is, missing. This it's, is blue, yeah. This is totalitarianism in Hawaii. It's horrible. Uh, the, the blue team uh, is just absolutely taken over in Hawaii. They learned how to actually cook the books on the election. They're getting away with it. The reality is Hawaii is there's the three fastest the, the three states losing population the fastest are New York, California, and Hawaii. And oh, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of lot of Hawaiian relatives uh, uh, for the native Hawaiian population. Uh, it's like Puerto Rico. They're they're leaving. They're leaving groups. Why? Because it's just an absolutely corrupt uh, government, and the only answer seems to be leave uh, and just go to red territory because that's what's going on in Hawaii. Um, and it's the it's the P it's the PG&E playbook out of California. PG&E that used to be the premier utility that was the model utility for the economic wonder called California. As they started collapsing, you know, uh, PG&E yeah. became the whipping boy. They saw the cast on the book on the book. Uh, in the portfolio of PG&E, and they just start blaming PG&E for everything and suing them. And PG&E is, is stupid compliance. Is okay, yeah, you guys, <laughs> listen, you know, we'll just take the cast off the books. I mean, this is an absolute RICO fraud. Yeah. Uh, and they play, it's the same playbook, same playbook. What is the first thing they do? They almost had a lawsuit immediate. Uh, they hadn't even fires were still raging. People were dying. They already had the lawsuit ready to go uh, against the local utility in Maui. Right. So, right. yeah, uh, yeah, come on, Are you kidding me? This is uh, uh, we can't trust. Uh, we can't trust. We don't have proof. We we have uh, you know over a hundred dead. You know, we still have you know several hundred, maybe eight hundred to a thousand missing. Many of them right. children. Absolute. I mean, this is this is murder. This is, oh, this, it, well, it is when you exactly when you look at control. it. Exactly. Well, they blocked off the roads, to, uh, so you couldn't escape. A couple of people, or after my own heart, just drove around the the blockades. But but everybody else, good citizens, just fried, burned alive. Yeah, yeah, and there has to be. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's bad. We're not getting the full story, and I'm getting snippets from family members and uh, uh, the Hawaiian community on the ground. This is this is totalitarianism and thugism, and uh, right. we need to hold we need to hold officials in mass accountable for this murder and slaughter of American citizens. This is, this is well, yeah, and then, then then let's go back to COVID too, right? I mean, that, let's go no further than that. Well, let me give you a chance to talk about because I think your book is is excellent. The nation will follow, and I know we had you on the show and talked about it before, but why don't you give folks just you know a, sort of a brief. Recap. Yeah, recap of what it's about and how they can find it and get it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Um, so the nation will follow is my time in government, realizing I had uh, I had colleagues spying on candidate Trump and then president and then running a full scale coup against president elect and president Trump. 
me turning them into the Durham investigation, me fighting with them and turning turning them into the Durham investigation, the action plan for the citizen in their county. If you don't like the deep state at the national level, you got to remember it lives upon dirty counties and dirty states. And you're in Colorado, and you're 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 struggling and fighting for your lives out there. Yeah. Because they uh, the the blue team members have moved in and they figured out how to cook the books on elections and you know whether it's uh you know just total fraudulent uh, uh arrest charges against uh, registrars that sounds familiar out in, in Tina Peters yep. yeah yeah absolutely so uh, so so there's that uh we're you know we're we're sold out on of the book. But there, there's signed copies available on my store. So go to my store, the nation will follow. You'll get signed copies there. You also can get the audio version um, uh, and unsigned copies on Amazon. Uh, book two is coming out here. Uh, should be out in October, and that's oh, good. Uh, that's war, war against the deep state. War against the deep state, and this is the foundations of mass surveillance. Uh-huh. Uh, the the un- unlawful fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government, and uh, again, further details on the action plan. How do we dissolve these? Uh, how do we dissolve these unlawful branches of government? Again, much of the fight is local because yeah. the fraud at the federal level is all about and standing on the shoulders of dirty counties and dirty states. Well, the book well, comes mean, out, we'll have to have you back on. That's right. And, and to your point, look what's going on in Georgia, right? It's oh, like, yeah. you know, I mean, and going on in Manhattan, we had recently Jenna Griswold, our corrupt secretary of state, said she hadn't decided yet whether she was going to try to keep Trump off the ballot. So you're absolutely right. It starts locally. Um, and that's great that you're sold out and you've already got another one coming out. Holy cow. <laughs> Yeah, you could get uh, signed copies of book one of uh, The Nation Will Follow at my, Lindell My Store. And uh, then uh, use code B66, code B66, uh, and okay. then uh, get a discount. And then also you get audio versions and unsigned versions on Amazon. And then book two is coming out here. Uh, you can pre order now at The Nation Will Follow. So you can pre order book two, War Against the Deep State, at The com at the website. Well, that's great. Well, thanks so much for coming on again. We appreciate it and uh, look forward to talking to you again in October or so. You got it. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Julie. Thank you, sir. Colonel John Mills, I thank you very much. Well, you know, um, and yeah, the nation will go to the nation will follow or Mike Lindell's my store and you can get all the information there. You know, I, cause I saw the article and again, there was a time, um, oh, from, from, um, Jacob, good guest or Leo, too good guest. You know, when you would have said, no, a Chinese satellite shooting lasers and starting fires, that they would never do that. But, but of course they would do that, right? Joe Biden is so corrupt and so behold. I mean, they could probably send him a letter and say, Dear Joe, we're thinking of using our Chinese weather satellite to launch a, an attack on the Heine. Okay, with you, you know, and then send a picture of Hunter, you know, and, and Joe and their, their bank accounts. And Joe would be like, Yeah, no, no problem here. No problem here. Um, and, and again, who would have thought, Oh, yeah, we're manufacturing a virus. We're going to accidentally release we're it. We're going to put a lab that has no real safety protocols. Right. We're paying for it. It's right. part of a Chinese weapons program. Right. Weapons for who, you know, not for us. Right. 
Right. Uh, oh, and yeah, we'll fund time, that. Yeah, no yeah your, your main health guy, by the way, is making millions of dollars from pharmaceutical companies who will now right. manufacture a vaccine that not only doesn't work, but makes you sicker than you would have ever been, for even up to death. I mean, it's just insane. And, yeah, you know, and we won't go even go into, we have to say that for another show about are they going to try to put this again on us. But wanted to talk about, um, and thank you, you've had great comments there, guys. Um, and, you know, so keep the comments coming um, now, or if you want to unmute yourself, um, that sounds so weird. If you want to comment, you can just click unmute or call in 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. Wanted to talk about the corrupt judge um, handling the, um, the the January 6th case um, in Washington, D.C., set the, she's a, you know, set the trial date for March 4th. 2024, which just coincidentally happens to be the day before Super Tuesday. I've got a quick sound bite. She did this just today. If we could please, Thomas, play the trial um, video clip. Fox News alert. We've just learned that the federal district judge, Tanya Chutkin, here in Washington, D.C., has set a new trial date for former President Trump's trial here in Washington. That will be March 4th, 2024. That's the federal election case. We will get more details from David Spunt throughout the course of the day, but one would expect that the former president's legal team would not be happy about it, and certainly not his political team, because March 4th is the date of the North Dakota caucus. There are a whole slew of primary states up for grabs on March 5th from Alabama, Alaska, Arkansas, California, Colorado, and more, and then a whole slew of other contests on March 12th. And so one would think that the president and his political team and his legal team may not be happy about a trial date here in Washington, March 4th, 2024. That is the breaking news. I mean, let me, I've been in, and Chuck, you're a lawyer too, so I'll get you to weigh in, obviously, but I've been in hundreds and hundreds of courtrooms where they set trial dates. And there is always discussion about the trial dates. And in some of the courtrooms, they just have the calendars up on the wall, right? And you can see what days the judges are on vacation or whatever, those are blocked out. And, and there's always discussion about the trial date. And so, you know, and they have to see, well, are you available, Mr. Prosecutor? Are you available, Mr. and Ms. Defense Attorney? And they, they, they check their calendars. And I just find it, I mean, it's absolutely intentional election interference that this judge would look at all of the dates that they could hold a trial, right? And say, uh, March 4th, going to go with March 4th, right? I mean, it's just, that's, that's, it, it, it is not true. It is total election interference. She set that trial date solely to interfere with Donald Trump, number one, to make him look bad, number two, to interfere with his ability. Um, and he's going to appeal. But I mean, what, what do you think? Big, oh, wait, let me back up. She said, oh, well, you know, hey, we're just treating him like we treat everybody else. Yeah, there right. again, I've been in many cases where, you know, if the attorney, literally, if the attorney, the defense attorney says, you know, look, I've had a long planned vacation there, they go, okay, right. And if the, def- if the defendant, you know, has something going on, if that's, you know, significant, usually they work, they work around it, right? Well, the, um, the problem he has is that one normally sitting with trial date is not appealable right Um, if it is it would go up to the dc circuit which is overwhelmingly obama uh, judges i mean it's just that's why they do everything in washington because now they've rigged that system so beautifully um so unless it went up to the supreme court which it doesn't tend to be for a trial setting um it's just another screw job and in a justice system that that no one can trust anymore. I mean, you know. 
Well, he was the trial in U.S. federal district court. You always say, well, this will be on the up and up. No, no. Well, and again, having covered hundreds and hundreds of trials and I mean, so normally with an indictment or the charging that occurs, you can almost it's almost always roughly a year before it actually goes to trial. Now they can sometimes go faster if the defendant's in jail and they want to have a speedy trial. Right. But, but I mean, to say this is indictment occurred just a few weeks ago and they're setting a trial in March 4th. I mean, again, and Trump's attorneys are like, that's not giving us enough time. The judge is like too bad. That's all the time you have. Um, It's just, and here's what I think. I think that that's the kind of thing that at some later date probably could go up the ladder and find that, you know, the judge shouldn't have done that, right? That she didn't give him time. But they don't care about that. All they care about is interfering with the actual prime, the, the election, right? They, they, she doesn't, she could care less if two years from now she's reversed on appeal, right? They just want to interfere well, with the election. Reversed. It almost, you're never going to get a reversal based on the trial date unless it's something extraordinarily awful like way too early or violates the statute. I mean, she's, she knows she can't be overruled on time. And if, if, if the trial goes ahead, they go, no harm, no foul. I mean, it's just a whole corrupt system. The American democracy is dying before your eyes. Right. Um, and well, it's, and it's, well, and again, isn't it? They're all saying it's great. And uh, who knows? Right. Well, and as wouldn't you say, though, too, as a lawyer, that I'm right, that they don't that they do take into account. If you were to say, oh, I have a presidential election coming up, you know, could we maybe do it a different time? I mean, they take that they it, when they're being honest, they do take that into account. So for her to say, oh, we never take that account. I mean, in your experience as an attorney, is that not I mean, am I correct in the way I you know, remember things? Well, I've seen judges do everything. You know, I, I've I've seen ones and we had a case just recently where one of the main trial attorneys on our side said, uh, you know, I can't do it that day. And the judge said, I don't care. Go right. get another attorney. Um, so, <laughs> yes, so- you know, her saying this is normal. It's normal for a crooked judge. Sure. Okay. Well, and here's some of the rest of the schedule. So on the 25th of March, that's when the Manhattan DA Bragg has set the trial date for the falsifying records, right? The classified classified documents case is set for trial um, on April 20th. So they're doing everything they can. Uh, Well, I mean, it's lawfare. It's lawfare taken to an extreme bizarre thing. Mark Meadows, by the way, was in court today arguing he's one of the January or the election case defendants, right? Um, in Georgia, arguing that they should um, move his case to a federal court. And apparently, which is unusual, right? You usually don't want your your client talking in some of these, you know, pre-trial motions hearings. Um, But he was saying in this, in the, in the testimony today, that all he was doing was within his official capacity. I think that's part of the argument. If if it was his official capacity, then there's an argument that it needs to be moved to the federal court system, right? So I don't know how. But do we think they're going to... Lana Hirachi was the sniper in the Idaho federal killing of uh, Randy Weaver's wife and, and child. Um, and the local prosecutor wanted to go ahead in, in local court. And the, he got a, they, a federal judge said, no, no, I'll move it to my court. And they delayed lo- long enough so that there was no trial at all. But but uh, I, you normally that would be a good, uh, if it's all within your official capacity, it, it should be able to move over to federal court. But 
But, and this is from Jim, which Jim, in the end, might be the best advice. We should embrace the date and turn out nationwide to overwhelmingly nominate Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, from Sandra, all political judiciary, including judges and lawyers, need to have their licenses pulled and they need to be put on trial. Where the hell are the good guys? Well, yeah, you know, speaking of that, there is some good news. Um, well, if they I mean, they won't do anything, but at least it's better than nothing. Um, you know, there are who is the guy from Clyde, Representative Clyde um, in Congress, and he's on the Appropriations Committee, was introducing some amendments to the appropriations bill that would say that no federal funds could be used to prosecute a candidate in an upcoming presidential election. Um, Martha, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates are also introducing legislation to defund Jack Smith's. And, and you know, we talked this morning, you and I, about it, and, and you made a good point, but, I, but at least they're trying, right? I mean, at least they're trying. Yeah, it's worthless. I mean, it's hopeless because it'll never get through the Senate or more over the the president would veto it um but at least they're trying at least they're bringing actions to at least show that somebody there's nobody in the senate who's bringing anything so no well and once again i you know like many others that you included renew my call for wake up you republican prosecutors out there this is what you get when you get george soros funded district attorneys, right? You get rampant crime, rampant shoplifting. You hear all of these stores are like closing now because what I was reading, somebody, they were making money, but they said, but their their sales were up, right? But their profits were down because they had so much shoplifting, right? Because it's not a crime anymore anywhere, right? Um, So you get that. And then you also get the political, you know, the weaponization of the political process there too. So, you know, like you've said, you know, one of the Republican prosecutors, I don't care if you're like a little county prosecutor somewhere, right? Just go ahead and file it. Matt Vespa in town hall had a column and he was being hopeful, more hopeful than I am. He said, I, he said, I anticipate Sooner rather than later, you're going to start seeing that. And then once one does, they all will. But it's like the Democrats don't even worry if it's a case or not, right? They come up with what they want to accomplish first, and then they manufacture a fake crime to go around it. I don't know. Do you Are you hopeful that any Republican prosecutors will ever step no. up on this? No. no. I mean, ask George Brockler. I mean, would he Man. bring one? No. Uh, would his successor bring one? No. They said, that's awful. We can't abuse the system, not realizing that that you can't allow one side to abuse it and the other side just hopes someday that it's reversed. I mean, it's ridiculous. It, it's just the French surrender monkey Republicans. That's what they are. Well, and I think, and Trump is absolutely right. He said, you know, he said on Twitter, um, what, you know, when Tucker Carlson said, well, do you think they'll try to rig the election again? He's like, of course they will. He's like, they already are. And then, and I think he's right about this. He said, any of these Republicans who are playing, rolling over and playing dead and saying, oh, we can't abuse the system, don't realize that the system is going to be, the 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 abusive system is going to turn on them too. Like he said, he said, if I don't get the nomination and someone else does, they're going to do the same thing to him. And you know, I, I do worry that by the time Republicans kind of wake up and say, oh, it's not just Donald Trump they're after. It's anyone who is not them. Right. That it'll be it'll be too late. Well, no, I mean, you know, if, if George Bush, the 22nd runs or something. Oh, that's OK. No, no problem. Well, there. yeah, the equivalent of another Democrat. So, hey, but on, on, on a brighter side. So we'll see what happens. Brighter with that. Side. But, but, but let me just a final question. So you're saying probably um, there's not much that Trump. And his attorneys are going to be able to do about this March 4th trial. Well, and I think, I I mean, to me, and the thing is, I deny all the people who say, well, then it'll be up to the jury. It's like, no, this is set up from the beginning, right? It's like they'll have an incredibly biased jury. You have a judge who will get rid of every defense you possibly have. 
there was a federal prosecutor in Oregon where the defense attorney said, do you want to give your final comments? Said no, because you've destroyed everything that I can argue. So I'm just turning my back and I'll stand here. Right. Um, that's how bad trials have gotten. I mean, it really is. Judges have learned, hey, I can rig this thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, but th- so to the positive. So to the positive. We'll be keeping an eye on that, obviously. Well, that's positive. That's positive. So I want to play. So this, the, I want to be this when I grow up. I want to be an anti-capitalist climate protester. It's like, what, what I mean, that's, that kind of is all encompassing, right? Yes, you're, yes. you're an anti-capitalist climate protester. I would call them anti-capitalist climate crazies. So I don't understand this either, but there is this big festival every year. I, I know about it because I like to look at the celebrity outfits. I'm um, called Burning Man in the Nevada desert. I they frankly, don't have very good. It's more nudity than outfits. <laughs> well, so, if some of them post outfits at, like in People magazine and stuff, I don't know why anyone would go to this stuff. It looks like an enormous, hot, dirty, dusty. But I think if you're a multi-bazillionaire celebrity, you probably don't have to deal with why that. Why don't you play hippie? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. These people are anything but hippies, right? When you carry your Prada bag, you know, yeah, to the right. Burning Man, and you're wearing Gucci, that's not real. It's I think that violates some of the core principles. But at any rate, so there's this big festival, huge, thousands and thousands of people go in the mat in Nevada, in the middle of the desert. It's called the Burning Man Festival. So earlier, I think it was today, maybe yesterday, because it starts, it goes this week through the weekend. Some anti-capitalist climate crazies were blocking the road. Apparently, there's like one road in to the Burning. Man Festival. Um, and this is on tribal land. And um, it was a massive backlog and traffic jam. And things were starting to get ugly because people were trying. I mean, it is in the middle of the desert after all. It's hot, right? Um, and they had blocked the road and chained themselves to tables. And so somebody called the cops and then rangers from the um, tribal police department in Nevada came in. And, and you saw it. They warned him, right? They didn't just do this. They warned him, right? What was going to happen? Yeah, well, yeah, you can hear him warning him. They didn't give them a lot of time, but why should they? They just said, you got 30 seconds, move it. Move it. And then they didn't move it. And then, well, we'll show you what happens. If we could please play the Rangers video. This is what happened to the anti-capitalist climate crazies. You missed the best part where the one little whiny one says, we're climate activists. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, talk about little whiny snowflakes. We're climate activists. We're going to block this road, put all kinds of people. You well, know, the girl in the straw hat is recording everything. I'm not part of this. Yeah, you are. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You, and I know as a reporter, sometimes that happens and it's they sort it out later, right? Because they got to right. protect the scene. But it's like good for them, right? And we've been seeing videos from around the world, really, because they do this, I think, more in Europe, right? Where they mm-hmm. got out there and they blocked the road. And then people get out of their cars and they drag them away because they're trying right, to go to work. Right. It's like, and apparently what they want, this is fun. What they want is they want the Burning Man to ban the Burning Man leadership, um, which I think means promoter, basically. I don't think there was a Burning Man leadership, um, but they want them to ban private jets because all of the celebrities flying in the private jets. They want them to ban private jets, single use plastics and unnecessary propane burning during the festival. That's, those are their demands. So <laughs> it's like, give me a break. So good for that guy who's like, y'all don't move. We're going to plow through your stupid barricade. <laughs> and and they're like, what? What? We're nonviolent. I think that's great. You know, um, let's see. Um, oh, Sandra says, I saw that it was great. A great job from the police. Best video ever about effing time. These criminals start paying for their criminal actions. Um, and then Jim Jackson, hooray, the Indians rent the site to the group uh, money. Good for that. That's true. You know, um, and Leo, how did the climate protesters get there? <laughs> That's a very good question, Leo. Not not in gas cars, you know, protesters last stand. <laughs> you know, and, and you've seen them where these people, I, I mean, they're just deranged, right? They go into museums and they slash paintings and stuff all in, in anti-capitalist. So and entitled. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. But Leo, you know, that's a really good question. How did the climate protesters, and I mean, it looked to me like they had a, their stuff, they had a flatbed truck that was kind of in the right. way there too, right? right? So some of that did not look like a an electric flatbed truck, I don't think. And I don't think they have a lot of charging stations at Burning Man. Well, they might. Them up and down, up and down that road. You know, yeah, yeah, things. exactly. Exactly. Was a protester's last name Con- um, Custer? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, from Dr. Donna, they've got there on camels. So anyway, that's something to give you hope, right? The, yeah, uh, the, so, the, well, the, you can play that as you go to bed and stuff. And, <laughs> and see, <laughs> and, and you know, and here's the thing, you know, if that had happened, not on tribal land, because right. you got to be careful being politically correct, those cops would have already been fired by now, right? Right, right. Um, and, and, and instead, um, you know, because what, I don't know, what's a Biden administration They'll enjoy do? tribal jails. They're very nice. They'll have a yeah, good time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, now, and in the last few minutes here, you want to talk about, this is another thing that's just, this is just sort of culturally interesting, I think. Um, the whole blindside um, you nice know, the, the, story turn rotten. Yeah, bad story. So I'll let you explain it. You've been doing all the research. Well, the blind side is the story about how guards, left side guards, became prominent in the NFL. Football. Football, because that's the quarterback's blind side if he's right-handed. Um, and this this kid in Memphis was wandering the streets, and he was talented. So this nice couple, uh, you know, had a conservatorship with him, and Helped them go to the University of Mississippi. They were rich, right? And they sort of yeah, took him the under Chewies, their wing. And they got they the guy eventually got, I think, thirty-six million dollars in contracts, uh, what he's apparently blown through. Um, so apparently somebody said, We can get you some money. So they threatened the two. They said, We'll give lots of negative publicity to you. You've you've been these white kind of saviors, and we're gonna stop that, and we can let you give us fifteen million. And the two the two he said, No. You are not giving you fifteen million because it'll be you know they have the money they have two hundred million dollars from fast food franchises they sold 
Um, so they filed a case in in uh, state court in Tennessee demanding the conservatorship be ended. And the two weeks said, "Fine. I mean, we don't care. You know, we put we put some of the money from the film in there because we all didn't get very much. But you know, if you ever burn through everything else, at least you'd have this. Um, and and uh, so you know, it, it shows. I think you know, it's just um, Owen said. You know, Black Lives Matter. You know, you can't have a nice interracial story where people help each other out. You have to have something ugly and awful. And I don't think the Tuies look great in this because he can't. And Michael Orr, if he ever looked like an ingrate, that was it. I mean, he did make $36 million. And he, he said, they made millions from the film and I didn't get any of it. And the producer goes, no, they didn't make millions. We gave $750,000 to the Tuies and Michael Orr all together. We had to pay for the the rights to the book we had to you know but right. no so nobody got millions and the and the twoies didn't steal your millions because there's only 750 and you got a you got a proportionate share of that i mean maybe you could argue oh, i should have gotten instead of 25 percent of the 750 i should have got 50 percent uh he has books out of his own and i doubt if he gave the twoies any money from the book <laughs> well yeah um, so here's some guy so he's a michael orr is his name He's yes. a kid. He's a football player. And everybody, the movie it was, yeah, I mean, made, well, not famous. I think it already was famous. Oh, but made I mean, $310 million. So people yeah, it was a movie with Sandra Bullock. And so, and this was a long time ago, right? So they sort of bring him in. Um, and, and I think the movie probably uh, exaggerates the kind role that they played. But at any right. rate, he goes right. on to have an enormously successful NFL career. Like you said, made at least $36 million all of this happened years and years ago. And suddenly out of the blue now, he's coming forward saying they were never as nice to me as everybody said they were. In fact, they were well, kind so of they, they did never adopt me as a lie. And then his own book that came out in 2011 said, said, no, I had a conservatorship. So now all of a sudden he's going, whoa, you know. And apparently he just, and so they, I think he, once again, it's this cancel culture, right? He thinks, well, he can shame them because they're a right. white couple, right? And he's black. And so he can shame them into giving him $15 million. And when they said, not unreasonably, no, because like $15 million is a lot of money. And, for me, you, you know. Yeah. Well, even for, for for a lot of people. And as you said, that wouldn't be the first payment, right? And it, and he doesn't really have anything mean to say. I mean, payment, nothing. Right. They didn't do anything bad to him, right? It, it's just, no. you no. know. And I mean, so, the basic allegations, they stole all the money from him uh, when, in fact, they themselves are yeah. incredibly rich. Um, and, and he's incredibly rich too. So well, it's, it's was, kind of he like, was incredibly rich. <laughs> well, yeah, and he's going Apparently through. Like he's blown through most of that. One of the most ridiculous things I think about that is there has been a demand for Sandra Bullock, who played the I woman. I agree with that one. Sandra the, Bullock, uh, that she should have to return her her, um, her yeah give her Academy Award back. I'm like, why on earth should she have to give her Academy Award back? You know, reparations. It's reparations. Yeah, that's reparations. <laughs> um, that was his name, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Burned through, yeah. burned through fifteen million. That's one night at for Chuck at the ballet. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Jacob, this is uh, apropos nothing but interesting. I didn't know. I just found out that Joy Reid from MSNBC is from the Montbello section of Denver, Colorado. I didn't know that. I didn't um, know that either. I, d- I did not know that. I don't think she's Eternal been there. Eternal shame to Denver, but right. But but you know, but the one thing about though that whole story is it is just like 
you know, what's wrong with people? It's sort of like no good deed goes unpunished, right? right. The couple, from all accounts, except for particularly his up until the time he decided he needed more money, was at the very least kind to him and helpful. Right, the movie who they, they didn't write, they didn't, you know, script, they make him look a little bit like a dummy. And, and I'm sure he, he didn't need Sandra Bullock to teach him how to, how to block. <laughs> I mean, that was ridiculous. And his little son didn't teach him how to schemes and stuff but that that isn't the Tui's fault they didn't <laughs> that was hollywoodization of the thing um so he had a small he had a decent gripe there and now you just see him as an ingrate well and i do say it, it kind of just goes to this whole reparations concept right that right. somehow or another like they're doing in california somehow or another somewhere back in history something bad happened and because i somebody is you know a certain race or ethnic background um they're now entitled to something from people today it's kind of like and i mean and it's just a weird way of thinking right there's no you want to say where's the I don't know, gratitude, maybe, or at the very least, you know, just sort of like, well, you know, I did get rich off of this. I don't need any money. I can make it on my own. It's like, no. And then again, and then the implied threat, right? I'm going to, we're going to make you look bad, which they have, right? Yeah. If you don't give yeah. me yeah. the money, um, you know, it's just, it's sort of, sort of, you know, again, it's sort of the attitude of those, the, the anti-capitalist climate crazies, right? You go there, you do something, and then you're kind of like surprised at the outcome, right? And that people right. are actually holding you accountable so um so anyway so so what's going to happen is there going to actually be a trial then with this no because all they're asking for is the end of the conservatorship oh. uh, and the Tui said great anytime you want it ended we don't we don't object at all i think what they were doing is you know they were kind of saving him a quarter million dollars or whatever it was so that if everything's got really bad you know, if he went bankrupt or something else, he'd always... Or went through his $36 million as an NFL yeah. player. Yeah. So they said, you want the end of the conservatorship? Fine. <laughs> Great. No problem. <laughs> well, I think it kind of backfired on him, too. Because I think it... I mean, you know, the story is... I don't want to say fizzling yet, because it's kind of ongoing. Well, and again, fizzling because producer came out and said, no, no one made millions other than us. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're not giving any money back. And we're not giving any ba- money back. But no, the... <laughs> The Tuies and and Michael Orr were not awarded millions of dollars in, in residuals and everything else. And so he can only go, oh, never mind, never, never mind. mind. So, well, um, we will. I think that kind of wraps it up for us today. Chuck has, and hopefully, we'll be able to talk about this on Wednesday. A lot of um, stuff going on. Republican Party has a meeting that the leadership of the Republican Party today. Um, lots of things going on there. And we're going to start kind of talking a little bit more too, once again, about the opt-out because uh, the uh, opposition, all the rhinos are gearing up in opposition to that too. So Chuck is, you've got that big meeting tonight. Um, and so we'll, we'll let people know as much as we can about, well, what if anything happens from that? Um, and that's going to do it for us. Chuck, anything else you wanted to wrap up with? Uh, no, just just watch the full uh indian ranger tape because it's it's good from beginning to end <laughs> that is yes you can find it the ranger tape yeah because you see these climate people that whiny 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 it's the whole thing is kind of funny um and you know we all know burning man celebrities who flew in there on their private jets do not want to be backed up in the desert while a bunch of crazy climate people are there so <laughs> hey everybody thank you to john colonel john mills thank you to everyone on zoom the great guys at bbs um all of our shows as always at chuck and julie Julie.com. Um, and we will we'll see you Wednesday. So take care. <laughs>